Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, it's the first time. First time in two weeks I haven't had to open the show without remarking on the crash of a passenger airliner. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, maybe it's just me, but the turmoil in the Middle East, the uh, conflict in eastern Ukraine, the terror of Boko Haram in Nigeria, I mean, the world seems like an unusually uneasy place. Did you know nearly a dozen parents of those kidnapped girls have died since their abduction due to heart failure, high blood pressure, the stress of losing a daughter? I wonder, I'm an old Washington Post reporter. Well, I was a young Washington Post reporter once, but it was a long time ago. And I'm wondering if it's some sort of the modern phenomenon of the 24-7 news cycle that makes these events so much more present in our lives, more real than they were once upon a time when there were only three networks and there was the, you know, 7 o'clock news at night. Regardless, there are way too many people suffering in the world right now, and what we didn't need was Ebola in Western Africa. All right, let's get back to the business at hand. This is a travel show. And i got to tell you, since I began doing this show about four years ago, I've been amazed that every week there's so much to talk about regarding travel. This hour we're going to talk with the CEO of Spirit Airlines, Ben Baldanza, about that bill the House of Representatives passed this week called the Transparent Airfare Act. So what I call it, but that's what the House called it, or that's what its proponents called it anyway. It's not law yet because the Senate hasn't passed it, but consumer groups, and I consider this, uh, some consumer groups, all consumer groups that I know involved with travel, as well as I, consider this the most misnamed piece of legislation in recent Washington history. It's not really transparent airfares. I want to ask Ben Baldanza, uh, Spirit CEO, how he feels about consumer reports naming his airline 10 out of 10 airlines when it comes to customer service. Can I ask about that as well? And airlines have spent decades trying to figure out how the most efficient way might be to board passengers on planes. You know, if a plane's not in the air, it's not making money for an airline. So they like to get the plane on the ground and off the ground as quickly as possible. Dr. Jason Steffen conducted a landmark study on how to board passengers. He found the least efficient way, maybe this is counterintuitive, the least efficient way was to begin boarding passengers from the back to the front, which to me sort of makes sense, but I'll find out why that's the least efficient way. I also want to know why and scientist at the Fermi Center for Particle Astrophysics, which is Dr. Stefan's day job, how he got involved in the question of loading passengers onto planes. Then we're going to meet two Portland, Oregon residents in their 60s who decided to chuck it all and travel the world for a year with one bag each, sold their house, did the whole thing. I love these stories of folks who do this kind of adventure. You just say, you know what? Let's put the furniture in storage or sell it, sell the house, say bye to the kids. I mean, the kids have grown. They lived in five countries, experienced two life-threatening events. We'll get the details about 43 minutes after this hour. And then Samantha Brown from the Travel Channel. She's now AARP's travel ambassador. You may know her from the Travel Channel when she uh, did a whole lot of shows about traveling around the world. She's got some advice on taking what she calls a celebration vacation. She's one of my favorite people. I'm delighted she can join me today toward the end of this first hour. First, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Well, as I mentioned, the House passed this bill that would relieve airlines of having to show us the full price of a basic airline ticket in advertisements or when we go online to shop. In other words, the first number you're going to see is the basic airfare. Those mandatory taxes and fees, they'll come a little later. 
Now, the airlines say they're doing consumers a huge favor by, 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 by demonstrating or by, excuse me, by displaying fares like this. Because they, they, they think we deserve to know how much we pay in taxes and fees when we buy an airline ticket. They'll show us the total price later in the process. I'd say thanks, but I want to know it up front. I want to know what a ticket will cost so I can more easily compare apples to apples when I'm comparison shopping airlines. I know there'll be additional fees if I want to sit in, you know, economy comfort or whatever your airline calls it. Um, if I want a preferred seat, if I want Wi-Fi, I know I'm going to pay for all that. But just give me the basic price. We're going to talk with an airline executive in a few minutes, but consumer groups are organizing to kill this bill when and if the Senate takes it up. So it's not law yet. It got ugly in Times Square this week. I mentioned three weeks ago that the once seedy Times Square is now cleaned up, but the sidewalks are crowded with a proliferation of folks dressed up as comic book or movie characters. They're happy to pose for a picture with your kid for a few bucks. If you've been to Times Square, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's more than a few bucks. I've heard of foreign tourists being ripped off for $50 for a quick snap, you know. Uh, there are characters such as Elmo or Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Cookie Monster. Trouble is, it's not all sweetness and good, clean fun. Foreigners have been charged, as I mentioned, an outrageous sum. Super Mario, or a guy pretending he was Super Mario, was accused of groping a woman. An Elmo figure delivered an anti-Semitic tirade and wound up pleading guilty to a disorderly conduct charge. That's all in the past. Some of these lovable characters can be downright pushy and rude if you rebuff their advances. Well, this week, it was Spider-Man's turn in the barrel when police arrested him for allegedly punching a police officer who confronted him about charging tourists $10 each to be photographed with him. And when the naked black cowboy, yes, the naked cowboy now is a naked black cowboy competitor, when the naked black cowboy showed up at the police station to check on his buddy, he was arrested, too, for possession of cocaine found in his wallet during a frisk. It must not have taken too long to frisk this guy if he's only wearing his customary underpants. Captain America was arrested as well, but was released without bail. A police officer termed the crew of costume characters on Times Square, quote, little terrorists preying on all the tourists. A New York Post columnist, the world-famous acerbic Andrea Pizer, called them the new squeegee men. He was referring to brands of homeless folks who used to roam Manhattan streets and clean your car windows at stoplights whether you wanted them to or not, and then they'd try to extract payment from you. Sesame Workshop owns the rights to Sesame Street characters such as Elmo and Cookie Monster, Sesame Workshop is considering taking legal action against panhandlers who dress up as its creations without their permission. And New York City Council is considering legislation that would subject these folks to a background check and require they be licensed. I got to tell you, as much as I don't like government interference in private enterprise, this has gotten a little out of hand. And is Air New Zealand the airline you want to be flying when you suffer a mechanical delay? I think so. Hundreds of Air New Zealand passengers were stuck in Hawaii for two nights due to mechanical problems with their Boeing 767-300. The airline could only transfer about half of the passengers to an available Hawaiian Airlines flight to Auckland. So they had to put up the other half and then paid them all, each passenger, $850 for their trouble. Perfect. You're stuck in Hawaii and you got $850 in cash to spend. To boot. I'm in. Okay. Tourism by Americans Japan has definitely bounced back since the 2011 earthquake and tsunami hit that country hard. The Japan National Tourism Organization this week reported that in June of this year, 87,900 U.S. passengers visited Japan. That's the highest monthly number since Japan started keeping records. The total number of U.S. visitors for the first half of 2014 ranks highest among all previous six-month periods as well. I'm betting that in 2020, when uh, Tokyo hosts the Olympics, new records will be set. And you want to know how good the airline business is these days? Well, perennial money loser Spain's Iberia Airlines actually made a profit the first six months of this year. The airline made $21 million January through June. 
During the same time last year, Iberia lost more than twice that, $47 million. Iberia, by the way, is owned by the company that owns British Airways. It's called IAG, or International Airlines Group. Fortunately for IAG, British Airways is doing just fine. It made more than a half a billion dollars in just the second quarter alone of this year. Stick around, because when we come back, if you wanted to board passengers onto a plane the fastest, how would you do it? We're going to talk with a guy who's thought a whole lot about it. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, where it's all travel all the time. Glad you are. Stay with us. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Your daughter just joined the band and needs an audience. Mom, Dad, I'm ready now. Immediately. Now is definitely not the time for a headache. That's why you want fast-acting Advil. It has fast-absorbing Advil Ion Core technology and goes to work in minutes. Fast-acting Advil quickly relieves your toughest pain, so you don't miss a beat. Try fast-acting Advil. Find it in the white box. TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz.com, who know that everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding, instant relaxation, instant tan lines, and instant margarita buzz. Well, maybe. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You can earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly by buying flights, hotels, and vacation purchases at Orbitz.com. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards, or you can go to RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. Well, as I mentioned, airlines have been, they've been wrestling for decades on how to get planes 
on the ground and off the ground quickly. The idea is if a plane's not in the air, it's not making any money. So boarding passengers is quite time intensive. And if you've been flying as long as I have, you know that various airlines have tried various different ways of boarding. Maybe first, it's you know everybody who's sitting, sitting by the window boards, then everybody in the back of the plane boards first. Dr. Jason Steffen is a scientist with the Fermi Lab Center for Particle Astrophysics in uh, at Northwestern University. He's also an assistant professor there, a research assistant professor, excuse me. Um, and he has studied this, and I don't know quite why, and it's the first, time, first question I'm going to ask him. Dr. Stefan, we've reached uh, him in Chicago. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be on. Now, how, how does a scientist at the Fermi Lab get involved in, in trying to figure out the most efficient way for people to board airplanes? Uh, well, basically, was I needed to get it off my plate because I'd been thinking about it for a while. Um, oh. It seemed like an interesting problem, and I either needed to solve it or move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> so this was your personal uh, um, fixation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's basically how it worked out. Is is this? What's your latest, by the way? I mean, it sounds like this is something that happens occasionally. Do you do you do you think about something? And go, I got to figure this out. Um, well, actually, the latest is how to get what the best way to organize the lines at airport security. Well, did you hear that this week the TSA is offering a whopping $15,000 total for uh, the public to suggest that? Yeah, that's actually where I got the idea from. Right. I, I, I thought, being from Washington, having been a former Washington Post reporter for years, I thought 15000 was a pretty paltry sum, given what, how, what the government spends on studies at times. But okay. Yeah, yeah don't anyway. trip over it when... I'm sorry? Yeah, don't trip over it when you get the bag of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to change your life. However, okay, let's leave. We'll get on to that. We'll do that another time after you figure that one out. All right, so how did you, what mechanism and what, how did you figure this out? Uh, well, the main thing was just coming up with a, a computer simulation that could model passengers moving in the airplane and putting their luggage away. That was the kind of the legwork was being able to, develop that model, which ultimately didn't take as long as I expected it to. And then I used a, what's called the Monte Carlo method to find the best way to board the airplane. In that method, you line up passengers in a random order, and then you switch two passengers and see if the airplane boards faster with those two passengers switched. And if it boards faster, then you keep the improvement, and if it doesn't board faster, then you occasionally keep the improvement, but usually reject it. And so you run that kind of swapping passengers and seeing if it runs faster, you do it about a million times and you see uh, which one works the best and what the properties are of the methods that work the best. When you say swapping passengers, I mean, you're not just switching identities of two different zeros no. or ones. Are you, are you, when you, do you mean swapping them about how, the way they board? No, you switch their place in line. So each passenger ah. has an assigned seat and you switch okay. their place in line and you see if oh. the airplane boards faster. I see, I see. They're assigned seat. Each one has a, a seat assignment. I see. Okay. So I, I understand that, that boarding from back to front, which intuitively to me sounds like the fastest, didn't work. Why not? No, the reason it didn't work, and I actually thought that that was the fastest as well. I was like, well, mm -hmm. obviously this is the fastest, so I'll do that first. And then obviously the worst will be to board from the front to the back, and I'll do that second. And I got right. almost exactly the same time um, doing from back to front or from front to back. That's when the problem got really interesting was when I saw that they were actually getting the same result. The reason is that when you board strictly from the back to the front, you can only board kind of as a serial process. One passenger can put their luggage away at a time. In the back row, there would be six seats. There would be five passengers, one doing something useful, and five lined up behind them. Oh. Um, and so 
the method that I devised is basically what is the optimum way to spread people out throughout the inside of the airplane so that many people can put their luggage away at the same time instead of just one. Right. So there can be somebody every few rows putting their luggage away. You can have 20 people at once lifting luggage up and putting it in the overhead bin. Right. And so what does that mean? Random boarding? Uh well, so my method actually sends passengers in so that adjacent passengers in line are two rows apart from each other, but in the corresponding seats. So you would have 40A, 38A, 36A. Um, so everyone sitting on the even-numbered rows in the window seat would get on first, and then you would kind of fill up the airplane with small groups like that. Um, so that's the fastest way to do it. It's not particularly easy to implement. So... Ultimately, because, because it's complicated instructions for getting people in line, and not everybody might be there ready to get in line when they're called, right? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to do something the way Southwest Airlines does. You just, here's your place in line, and it's yeah. given to you based upon where your seat is, your seat assignment is. So it wouldn't be tr difficult to implement, but g getting people to follow that, you know, you'd have to have a cult following, basically. So <laughs> the moral of the story, the all, the other moral of the story from the study that I did was that any way that you can get passengers to spread out in the aisle will be an improvement. And so just saying the airplane's open, go ahead and get on board, is faster than boarding in zones or blocks. Wow, I never would have guessed. I'm talking with Dr. Jason Steffen. In his real life, he's a scientist with the Fermi Lab for Particle Astrophysics, Northwestern University, where he's also a fellow and research assistant professor. But one day, he just, it just, he just had to figure out how to more quickly and efficiently board airplanes. So we're talking to him about his study he did on that. Um, have any, did any airlines reach out to you to say, what do you got there in your computer? Uh, I've had two. One of them's kind of a, a brand new airline that they're trying to capitalize. They haven't yet establish themselves. Um, I have been contacted by Virgin America um, okay. to, to look a little bit at their, at their process. Um, nothing yet's come from that, but uh, we've been on the phone a few times to, to discuss what they're, what they're doing and if there's a way that they can improve it. So what, uh, I, I, I mean, I fly a lot, but because I live in a Delta, Delta Fortress hub of Minneapolis-St. Paul, I'm on Delta a lot more, 90% of the time. So I, I don't sample as many airlines as I used to when I lived on the East Coast and had, had more choices, basically. Um, Delta boards first class, you know, people who need assistance, kids, uh, elderly folks who walk slowly. Then they board first class, then they board their more elite frequent flyers, then they board everybody else. Um, what, what sort of array of different, you must pay very close attention to boarding patterns when you're traveling. What, what, is, the, what is the array and what frustrates you? Um, so I've, I've been on a variety of airlines. Basically, I usually, being out of Chicago, I typically fly United or American. Right. And I just get on board when they tell me to get on board and, <laughs> and don't think about it very much. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm, you don't go I'm up and say, do you know who I am? <laughs> no, so they, they have all the elite passengers and the gold platinum status and then the mm -hmm. burnished uh, brass um, people. And then, and then they call the lead paint group, and that's when I get on. <laughs> and 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 do you ever does it ever frustrate you watching it uh not really because um i mean i i solved the question kind of as a academic for yourself question. what's the what's the best way to do this right and um i i don't imagine i mean it does, i don't take it personally when they when they haven't when i haven't gotten a phone call from them and 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 Boarding people by, you know, their elite status and so on is, 
a bit random, although you often have them sort of clumped in the front because the back seats are considered for the, you know, the cheap crowd, you know. Um, but it, but it is, it's a little more random than otherwise. Why didn't the Windows middle seat aisle thing work? Um, I, think, I think that works very well. The main challenge is that um, if you have two people that are going to board next to each other, then you know, they, want, they want to get on at the same time. But I think it depends a little bit on what route you're taking. So if you're flying from Salt Lake City to uh, Orlando, Florida, you're going to have a lot of families, where if you're flying from Boston to New York, you're going to have a lot of individuals. And so to some extent, what will work best in a given situation might depend upon the route that you're talking about. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, uh, will you let us know? We'll check in with you when you complete your study of, uh, of how to diminish lines at security checkpoints at airports. Sounds good. Dr. Jason Steffens, the scientist with the Fermi Lab, and he took a particular interest in how to board airplanes. Dr. Steffens, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, and as you can tell, we sort of define travel with a very broad brush, including the fastest way to board an airline. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to talk with the CEO of Spirit Airlines. Find out why his airlines is one of the least popular when it comes to quality of service. Also ask him about what he thinks about the Trans- Airfare Transparent or Tra- Transparent Airfares Act that is halfway through Congress. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Every summer, we go to Canyon Woods. Love getting outside. Love the hiking. Hate the itching and irritation from poison ivy, bug bites, all the things that keep me inside. So I need something strong. Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing is clinically proven with the strongest non-prescription itch medicine available for fast, long-lasting relief of itching and irritation with seven moisturizers to help heal skin. I finally have the relief I need. Hey, Jan, check this out. On my way. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. It is, oh, what time is it? I don't know what time it is. That's a little embarrassing. 33 minutes after the hour. I should know that very well. I mentioned at the top of the hour uh, this uh, Transparent Airfare Act that has just passed the House. Not the Senate yet, so it's not law, but it's passed the House. It's been pushed very hard by airline lobbyists and fought against very hard by consumer groups concerned with uh, travelers. I mean, a number of them. 
And it went through the House very quickly. There were no hearings. It just went through the House, despite a big letter-writing campaign on the part of these consumer groups. And basically what it does, the Transparent Airfare Act, is make airfares less transparent for you and me. And uh, in other words, when you first see a, see a ticket price, it will not include mandatory fees and taxes. Now, the airlines say, well, that's because we want you consumers to be aware of how much you're paying in fees and taxes. But it also makes it more difficult for us to compare on, say, third-party websites like Expedia, Travelocity, Orbitz, apples to apples. Because not until we make a couple more clicks do we learn about the taxes and fees. Ben Beldanza is a, he's been on the show a couple times. He's the CEO of Spirit Airlines, and I'm delighted to have him on. He's got a very different model for his airline. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, Ben, what's your reaction to the Transparent Airfares Act? How do you feel as CEO of Spirit? Well, Rudy, it's great to be on with you again, and thanks. You know, uh, I want to ask you a quick question, Rudy. Sure. You tell me what you think is more transparent, $100 or $80 fare plus $20 tax equals $100. But I see that when I click through, and I also see it on my ticket when it's printed out. I already know what the taxes and fees are, and I'm going to have to pay it regardless. You know, I it's know, not exactly as if I have a right. choice. But the, the point is the $80 fare plus $20 tax equals $100 is the way that we and other airlines used to display our fares. I know. And it's the way that people buy most things. When you buy a car, you see the car plus tax title license. When you go to a restaurant, you see your meal choices, and you know you're going to pay tax on that meal. And so by only allowing the airlines to show just the $100 really obscures to the consumer what is the fare and what is the tax until you look at that detail. And that's why we think this is actually a non-transparent law, and we fully support the new legislation to repeal it. All right, but I would argue that you know, taxes, state taxes on restaurant food are different everywhere, and this is uniform. And when I want to compare what Spirit's going to charge me to fly from A to B versus your competitor... I want to know it right off the bat, because I'm going to have four airlines lined up maybe looking at them, and I don't want to have to click all the way through to go, okay, by the time taxes and fees are added, which one's cheaper? I mean, presumably the one that's cheapest uh, with initial fare is going to be the least expensive, but I would like to know it up front. But let's, let's agree to disagree on that. Um, okay, but, but wait a minute. Like you said, yeah, the taxes are uniform, so if you're looking at all the fares without right. the tax, doesn't that give you the same relative difference? Yeah, but I'd like to know how much it is total. I really want to know right off the bat how much it is total. But, okay. okay. I, I, but, but, okay, so if the airlines need to do it, then every industry should have to do it. You should have to see cars advertised that way. You should have to see refrigerators advertised that way, toasters that way, everything. And that's not the way we buy things in this country. No, I don't mind that. But I don't line, toaster, I don't line eight toasters up at once and, and, and check their prices. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. All right. Let's talk about Spirit because you have the most fascinating, you have a hugely profitable airline. I presume your second quarter was fine. I don't remember the numbers, but you made a little money, didn't you? We, we made great money. We had, a, we had a 21% operating margin for the second quarter. It was terrific. Un 21 this is, an era, this is an industry that used to have 3 4%. 7 was like through the roof, right? That's exactly right. It was a very, very, very strong quarter for us. All right. Your planes are full. You're making money. Yet Consumer Reports worries about your customer service. Says you're the worst airlines out of 10 for customer service. But I know that you, uh, at least in your advertising, has said, hey, we, we, we're going to improve our customer service. What's the plan here? Well, then we got to talk about that Consumer Reports survey because that was, a, that was a real bomb by Consumer Reports because when Consumer Reports typically tells you about products, they tell you they rate the value of the products that they're, do, that they're, off, that they're reviewing right. based on what you pay versus what you get. And in the airline case, they just uh, yeah. completely ignored price, Rudy. How do you uh -huh. do that? They made I this see. assumption that every airline charges the same price, and that is just so wrong. Or even worse, they made the assumption, 
which I wouldn't accuse them of, but they made the assumption that anyone can afford anything they want. But they basically, their survey basically did the equivalent of saying a BMW 7 Series car is better than a Ford Focus. With right. for, but forgetting people like it more, the BMW yeah. costs a lot more. Right, and it's, it's comfortable. Okay, I'll give you that point. Gosh, I wish I had more time. We only got about like two minutes left. I, I, I reported a couple of weeks ago about this very <laughs> this campaign where you, we're going to give several thousand miles, frequent flyer miles on uh, Spirit. Um, if anybody was willing to tweet uh, what they didn't like about a competitive, competitive airline, how'd that work out for you? It's working out fantastic. We call it Hug the Haters. And what we want to do is we want to be, we're all about transparency at Spirit. We want to know exactly what you're paying. We want, to know, we want people to know exactly what our model is. So what Hug the Haters is, is, is a kind of a real fun, uh, you know, catharsis a bit, is to say, let your hate go on about airlines and we'll give you free miles. Interestingly, we're getting hundreds of thousands of reactions and close to 60% of the reactions are about other airlines. We're certainly hearing things about our own airline as well, but it's pretty clear that Spirit's not the only airline that people complain about. We're just the ones that are addressing it right up front. You are crazy. Can you, in 15 seconds, tell me what frustrates you when you see other airlines advertising no baggage fees? Uh, just that they're, that they're included in the base price for the ticket uh-huh. without telling the consumer. So the consumer ends up paying for the bag whether they check it or not. Got it. Ben Baldanza is the CEO of Spirit Airlines. Nice to have you back on, Ben. It's always fun. Thank you. Awesome, Rudy. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. The only guy I've ever... Imagine if all companies said, hey, tweet what you don't like about our competitors. We'll send you, you know, a free toaster. We'll be right back in just a moment. Talk to a couple who chucked it all and left. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Your daughter just joined the band and needs an audience. Mom, Dad, I'm ready now. Immediately. Now is definitely not the time for a headache. That's why you want fast-acting Advil. It has fast-absorbing Advil Ion Core technology and goes to work in minutes. Fast-acting Advil quickly relieves your toughest pain, so you don't miss a beat. Try fast-acting Advil. 
find it in the white box. Every summer we go to Canyon Woods. Love getting outside. Love the hiking. Hate the itching and irritation from poison ivy, bug bites, all the things that keep me inside. So I need something strong. Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing is clinically proven with the strongest non-prescription itch medicine available for fast, long-lasting relief of itching and irritation with seven moisturizers to help heal skin. I finally have the relief I need. Hey, Jan, check this out. On my way. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 43 after the hour. You know, uh, I, I love stories of I love stories of families who or couples or individuals who say, you know what, I'm going to hit the road. It's going to sort of be open-ended. Get rid of the house or rent the house out. Get rid of the apartment, put stuff in storage, whatever. My next guests just did just that. Tom Lichty and Louise Legoo are in their 60s, so the kids are grown, uh, presuming they had kids. And uh, they call themselves two over-the-hill city dwellers. And they've written a book called The Expat Almanac. Sell it all, pack one bag, hit the road. Pack one bag. Now, first of all, Louise, is this the Louise Legoo I used to know in Washington, D.C.? Sure is, Rudy. How you doing? Boy, we haven't talked in a long time. Nice to meet you I over know. the air. Not quite as satisfactory as in person, but nice to have you here. Oh, thanks so much. And who's this reprobate Tom you wrote the book with? Oh, he's this handsome man that I found at the age of 60, and, and he loved to travel, so I, I married him as soon as possible. Okay, well, he's a lucky guy. Is Tom on the, on the, on the phone with us? I'm here. He's on the blower as well. Okay, we got Louisa Lou and Tom. Okay, so set, set up, give us a description of your life and the decision pattern, and how you did it. There was a, a day while we were sitting uh, in the, on the sand with the surf nearby in uh, Mexico, and it occurred to me, I've always wanted to learn a second language, so I thought, okay, and, I, and I'm a slow learner, so I thought the best way to do it is to immerse, is to live where the language is spoken. And that led to another conversation, and pretty soon we were saying, let's go to a Spanish-speaking country and live there a long term. Uh, maybe I'll pick up the language. Uh, so we ended up saying the only way we can afford to do that is to sell everything we own, and away and give, we go. Paint a picture of where you were at that time in life. Where did you live? What did you own? Oh, well, we were, um, I guess we were newly married. It's only been four years, and we were rent, uh, living in a rented apartment, having given up the whole idea of maintaining large houses and farms and so forth. Because and where were you living? To what, travel. what part of the country, Louise? Uh, in Portland, Oregon. Okay. So you're uh, living in Portland, Oregon. Did you own some property, right? Uh, no, at that time we did not. You know, we okay. had divested ourselves of all that. So we were renting an apartment. That makes it okay. easier. Sure. Uh, and, you know, we'd always wanted to travel, and we found ourselves at a point where we really could. 
We took a sample month in Collioure, uh, France, which is a great place if you haven't nice. been there. Yeah, and just to see if we could stand each other for a month in a foreign country and <laughs> see, you know, what it would be like and if we would be lonesome, if it would meet people. And we had a fantastic time there. So we decided to proceed with a year of planning to get rid of everything and to move on. And, this, and we this... thought about Spain for Tom to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. And we went to Girona, but of course they speak Catalan. So we were a little, you know, we, we mm-hmm. made our little bloopers. Uh, that was and, the irony, because I was trying to learn a new language, and I wanted it to be Spanish, and they don't speak Spanish. <laughs> in Girona. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, now, you say one bag. Is this one carry-on bag or one check, piece of check luggage? Uh, it's one piece of check luggage, but it's a medium size. We thought really? about large. Yeah. Well, we did only public transportation. We didn't want to be dragging large bags up and sure. down subway steps and but for a year, you lived with one suit on, out of one suitcase. That's right, and and one tote bag. And one tote bag for I presume for your laptop or whatever, because you were. Now, you were Tom, blogging. Tom was very good laptop and you know whatever book you're reading, um, but that's only for airplanes. Um, Tom was very good. I mean, I think he wore the same six things for a year. Uh, I <laughs> you like that rotating. in a man, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Plus, you like slow learners, so Tom was perfect. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> we just have I, I, Louise. We don't have Tom. Rotate. We don't have a whole lot of time. What were the yep. two? What were the two life-threatening situations? As briefly, how much time do we have, Jeff? Two minutes or one minute? We only have one minute. Give it to us. Thirty seconds each. Oh Lord! Uh, I had a subdural hematoma in Spain, which required Ow. brain surgery, Ow. and required a lot of medications to uh, to thicken my blood. And unfortunately, it thickened it too much, and so the hematoma was followed by a heart attack while oh, I was still Tom. in the hospital. Tom. So that's a good. Way. That was two weeks into our uh, into our trip. So that was a good way to get started. Yeah. What was Not the second? The best. The heart attack was the second one. No, the heart attack was the second one. Tom, out of the box, slowly. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> a week apart. All right. Now, if this appeals, if, if, if they can survive that, you and I can do this. The website to learn more about what Louise and Tom did is expat-almanac.com. H-T-T-P forward, colon forward slash forward slash expat-almanac.com. The book is the expert, excuse me, the expat almanac. See it all, pack one bag, hit the road. Louise and Tom, nice talking to you. Thank you for dropping by. Welcome home. Thank you, Rudy. Nice talking to you, Louise. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's uh, world. And what are we going to do? We'll talk to Samantha Bound. Sam Brown. She'll be with us. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. It's 52 minutes after the hour. You know the name Samantha Brown. You probably know her. You probably have seen her on the Travel Channel. She was on the Travel Channel for years. Samantha, are they still running your shows on the Travel Channel? They are, and we're creating new ones as we speak. 
See, there you go. I mean, there you go. Um, <laughs> Samantha goes by the name Sam, so I'll call her that if, if she doesn't mind. And she is an AARP. That would be the Association of Retired People, which I'm a member. I don't want to talk about it. She's the AARP's travel ambassador. And uh, you have... Uh, you have been hitting the road talking about something called a celebration vacation. Now, who's celebrating what? What is a celebration vacation? It's a phrase I've never heard before. So it's really to mark those big milestones of life, a vacation taken to do that. Uh, you know, the big birthdays, 50, 60, 70, um, an anniversary, a retirement. And what's interesting about this, and it really is a new trend we're seeing, is that people are taking these vacations in lieu of throwing themselves a party or maybe a large ticket item like a piece of jewelry, which would usually um, uh, be given or bought to commemorate this time. So uh, as I'm sure you agree, it's a great trend that we see in travel. I certainly do agree. I, I, I should have taken a celebration tr- vacation when, uh, when I had to join AARP. Well, excuse me, when I did join <laughs> AARP. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wrote for the magazine in my 40s, and they made me a member, and I instantly aged 20 years, but now I'm a legitimate member. <laughs> so, I believe I'm a member as well, so we're, we're both members. Well, you're like 27 or 28, and that's way too early. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, Sam, okay, so so basically the idea is instead of spending $5,000 on a piece of jewelry that will sit in a drawer 98% of the time, I like this. Spend that $5,000 and go to the Amalfi Coast for 10 days. Yeah, and this is actually a separate study that I had uh, read about, um, which has really put the stress on travel, that people are understanding the importance of it, not just the experience itself of going someplace new and getting away, but the joy that's felt planning the trip, and then, of course, the memories created after. So travel has a very long shelf life, uh, as opposed to, uh, like you said, a piece of jewelry or maybe like a very expensive handbag that... You know, we just kind of forget about after time. But travel, uh, people are, are really starting to understand its, its overall importance. In, in fact, I think I read a study somewhere that the planning of the travel is just as or sometimes more enjoyable than actually travel when people are, are polled on that afterwards. Right. So those, those good feelings that you feel when you're in Hawaii or you're in Rome, you start feeling when you're doing the research for your trip. So, again, it, it, it isn't just the experience of travel itself. It's before and then after. I mean, you, you remember a trip decades after that trip has been taken. And, of course, uh, you, you bond with your family members or friends taken on that trip, or maybe it's just something that's important that you do for yourself. Uh, just um, the value of it uh, increases. So it really is an investment that people are starting to waken up to and, and realize that, listen, that this is important. This isn't a luxury travel. It is a necessity. Well, this is why you're so happy all the time, Sam, because you're always either planning a trip or looking back on one and planning another one. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the packing. That's where I, I'm not exactly the, the perkiest <laughs> person when it comes to travel. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't know I, I the, certainly recognize it. I don't know if the studies have honed quite in that directly on the packing. So is, <laughs> is there any particular, are there any particular differences in planning for a celebration vacation than, than anything other than a business trip, say? Well, it seems like it's they're planning it at the last minute. So maybe it's people going, oh, my goodness, I'm turning 60. Well, we got to do something. Or um, it's just seen as, hey, let's go uh, alone. This is really interesting. Two interesting facts about this study is that this isn't a multi-generational trip. Even though these are people who, of course, have celebrated uh, retirement or maybe a big anniversary, they are not taking their kids and their grandkids. They're saying, this is for me. Um, you know, and, and travel represents those unique interests that people, uh, that we as humans have, and we want to experience them ourselves. And, you know, when you bring, bring that big group along in a multi-generational trip, I think is I think it's the top trend in travel, really. Uh, yeah. you, you've got to... 
you know, this person's gluten-free. Oh, this person, now I can't arrive until then. Well, we can't make this flight. And all of a sudden, it just becomes less and less about you. So this celebration vacation is different. It is saying that, no, I'm going with one other person, maybe my spouse, maybe my best friend. But this is just about my my milestone, my achievement. And, and what is it? You're referring to this study. Who did this study, and what was it a study of? Yeah, it's AARP. And okay. they did a study about baby boomers and and how they're traveling today. Ah. Um, and it, just the different trends that are rising, because, I mean, one, one thing, a baby boomer, and it's 76 million baby boomers in the United States. I don't know how you, um, uh, you know, just put them in a box, and, and ARP doesn't want to do that. So they want to see, well, where are these pockets of travel? And the number one aspiration of baby boomers is to travel. And it really starts at 45 years old. You know, we start thinking, I'm 44, and, well, I'm already thinking, okay, 10 years, where am I going to be? And five years, where am I going to be? And a lot of people want to be traveling more. So um, I think it's important because those travel businesses that are out there, from airlines to hotels to travel companies really need to recognize the fact that this is the group that is traveling, and and how do we um, make it more possible? You can follow Samantha Brown by by clicking her website, which is samantha-brown.com. Samantha, is there a link to the study anywhere? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you go to um, travel.aarp.org. And okay. this is a great travel site because uh, they have wonderful features like uh, TripFinder. And mm-hmm. the TripFinder, you plug in what you want to do, and then it gives you destinations based on that. And is the study there, too? The study is in there as well. Great. Thank you, Sam. Talk to you later. Hey, Dick. Take care. Bye-bye. Coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. Most of our stations stick around. Glad you do. We'll be back in six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.